Hey, I'm Daniel, and this is Markers on the Map. This week we're checking out new updates to Pokemon Diamond and Pearl's remake, as well as Pokemon Legends Arceus. After that, we dive into the beta for Back for Blood, a modern-day zombie shooter crumbling under the weight of its own system, so expect some headaches in our long discussion. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. lot of things but uh a new gundam maybe oh no i've actually got a new gundam that i started all right a real grade crossbone gundam but bigger than that that, uh ice cap zone and sonic and knuckles okay smaller than that smaller than uh i don't know a self-transforming optimus (sighs) prime Tell me why I was thinking that, but like, no, that's not smaller than that. There's no way he's talking about the self-transforming Optimus Prime. I was like, that's bigger than that. Hey, man, listen, listen, listen. Ice Cap Zone in the Sonic and Three Knuckles remastered collection thing is really high no, on I feel my like list this, of desires. The self-transforming Optimus is better, though. It's way higher. I don't know. Something like that might take a little bit of consideration, but let's talk about this thing. I've seen this thing in action, and so have you. It's like... One, it transforms on its own. That's cool enough. But it walks, and it drives, and it does cool battle poses, like like hitting the ground. It's so cool. It does. And I've we've said this when we first talked about it. I said, if you had a time machine and went back to the 1980s and show this to a kid, he'd probably think that's the actual Optimus Prime right there in front of him. I know. Just imagine how we would have felt if something like that showed up back on episode 50. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just imagine. Yeah, but yeah, this thing is $750, which is a PS5 and a half if you're going for the disc-based version. So it's not exactly a Gundam being like $25. It's, it's, it's one of those, It's yes, it's expensive, but it's really for the, that certain group of fans that just want a self you know, just a self-driving, self-transformation Optimus Prime. It's one of that. It's a really niche, like audience is really uh, catering towards well i don't know if it's catering towards a niche audience but it's going to be a niche audience that like is able to afford it or you know be able to have their own but i was thinking they should do a sound wave one where it's like a real boombox that plays something cassettes cds whatever and that'll be harder into a sound wave yeah of course but (laughs) the best I'm going to say this, the best you're going to get is that you put in a fake cassette, but it's Bluetooth speaker. So then you could just, you know, because you can sync the Optimus Prime with the app. So mm-hmm. I can see them being able to sync up a Bluetooth like device to the actual uh, sound wave. There you go. I was thinking, I was like, yeah. thinking <laughs> sound wave. So, yeah, you ha- I can see like the app also having the Bluetooth so you can connect to sound wave and then it can actually play whatever you want through the speakers. No, but think about it then. A star screen, except instead of rolling on the ground, it flies through the air. And it transforms by itself, but it's Starscream, so you get off a flying one, too. Because Generation 1 Megatron turns into a gun, so it's not... I don't think they'd do him, but, like, Starscream, maybe in the future, if they if they got that flying remote control technology. Because I'm pretty sure there's app-based, like, 
flying planes and stuff like that. RC planes, and drones. Stuff. Yeah, there's yeah, drones. Drones, of course. Yeah, it could be like a mini make like drone. mini drones. Yeah, I'm pretty. It's like they sell it in like toys. Well, dang, I'm that old. Toys R Us doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, no. this home in Toys R Us. And I was like, I forgot Toys R Us doesn't exist. I'm pretty sure I got an RC car from Toys R Us when I was a kid. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So yeah, this thing's really cool. Honestly, a Starscream that really flies would be awesome, but I also think it would be, like, a lot more. But then I was looking at Transformer stuff, and they've got, a, like, a like a chess set on Kickstarter right now, but it's so expensive, but, man, it's so cool. It's, like, tr- Transformer stuff is, like, it's just the coolest. <laughs> I, 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 is it me, or is there just, like, a, a somewhat boom in Transformer, like, collect like collection like boom for some reason i don't know i feel like there's a resurgence in the g1 stuff netflix has the war for cybertron trilogy that i've not seen the third part to yet where they're kind of like it looks like they're gonna do beast wars with it um they released the 35th anniversary of the original movie on 4k but i have the blu-ray because i would i've been waiting for that for a long time but yeah i mean if you're looking for it i guess but like hasbro's been pulling out all these like really cool things they had the full-scale, like, Unicron, like, a year ago, I want to say. So, yeah, it's, like, a lot of higher-end stuff that, like, you'd love to see, but it's, like, it hurts your wallet. <laughs> yeah, true. I agree with that. Another thing that hurts my wallet, another thing that hurts my wallet is that me not getting a certain thing that hurts my wallet. Did it even go up, the, the, the I, Gunslinger? N- no, no, that's what I'm getting. I I I was running on like three hours of sleep because I stayed up like all day and all night seeing seeing if it will ever go back up, and I never. Wasn't even that hard to get a PlayStation Five. No, PlayStation Five was honestly much easier. This is way harder. It's not gone up, and it hasn't changed. I'm thinking they'll just put it up at some point, or if there's updates for the <laughs> Todd McFarlane update. Everybody on those things. No. <laughs> no he doesn't update but the thing is i haven't seen it being like put up in any of like third party like stores like no one just seems to have it like it they have the original but not this new one there's like Mm -hmm. maybe one or two but not it it just like it freaks me out because i don't think they're gonna make like only 10 figures and they're gonna be gone they're gonna make a good a couple thousand of them yeah at least he's not 750 dollars but i mean is it that hard to get an optimus one then I don't know. I've not gone to the site, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pay 750 for it. But like, at least <laughs> you know the Gunslinger spawn probably won't even reach 750 in on the resale market. True. I like availability for things. I've I've never been a fan of this whole idea of even with Pokemon cards. People like sell Pokemon cards. It's like I've always been when I played Pokemon as a kid. I was always into the whole trading aspect. Yeah, uh, true. I don't know trading. It could, people can be stingy with that too. Yeah, I mean, of course, I, 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 I dealt with it firsthand back as a kid. People wanting like bad trades or something. But hey, what I'll give to the McFarland figures as a whole is that they always seem really affordable and very high quality. So I always enjoy that. I know my sister has the Tokyo Ghoul one, so it's always like the quality is good, the price is right. I think. So some of some of them, I will say, some of the figures are hit or miss sometimes, but most of the time, they they're pretty, they're really high quality, and the average is like twenty to twenty five, maybe thirty bucks, depending yeah. on the size of the figure. 
overall like a good deal i would say and those spawn ones look really cool like i've seen some of them in the store i've seen some pictures of them online so like i'm not too big into the spawn universe but like i will admit it's got some cool toys <laughs> <laughs> anyhow let's go ahead and kick this show off for the week you of course are listening to markers on the map the weekly podcast gaming adventure where well, we played a beta this week, but before we get to that, my name's Daniel, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and co-host, Robert. Figure issues aside, how have you been this week? Uh, tired. Because me trying to stay up and trying to get it made me tired, so I've just been... I slept in, like, today. I didn't wake <laughs> up till very late, but I slept in, like, I need to sleep, because I can't keep waiting. I'm also tired. I've got the podcast <laughs> energy going right now, but I've <laughs> I've had a lot on my plate uh, the the past couple weeks, and for weeks going forward, I, I'll, I'll have a lot on my plate. So I might be a little frazzled, but we're gonna try to get us through a podcast. Why don't we start with it? It, it has to be said there was not a lot of news this week, but I think the the games section is going to make up for it because there's a lot of new and interesting updates to, to games that we've played or a beta. And we'll talk about the beta when we get to it because, ooh, mm-hmm. boy. <laughs> but let's talk about Pokemon Presents first. This was a... I believe it was the longest Pokemon Presents to date. I'm pretty sure one of them was like six minutes before, but this was almost a half an hour, 28 minutes. And yeah. they went into, we'll, we'll just knock the, the real quick ones off the top. They did Pokemon Unite getting an update. As we've said before, the monetization on that one is a little odd. And there's a lot of currencies and it's a MOBA. And I feel like a lot of the toxicity that might be, you know, in mo- the MOBA communities is kind of like getting into Pokemon Unite. So I've decided to back off from it and not stick with the game. Um, I will admit the costumes are cool, but uh, it, it's not for me. It's I, I just don't think I could do something like a League of Legends or a Dota 2. Uh, it's just not fun to me. <laughs> no, uh, agree. I, it's not my type of game, so wasn't interested. Even if it's Pokemon, I wasn't interested. Even yeah. if it's anything I'm interested in, I won't still play it. Yeah, it's like you could, I mean... I'm hesitant to say even a Masters of the Universe MOBA wouldn't appeal to me because I just do not like the genre at all or a lot of the toxicity that comes with it. So it's like I'm, I'm just going to stay out of the MOBA conversation. We had an update for the Pokemon Cafe Mix game. That was a free-to-start game, but they're doing Cafe Remix. And I could have swore I heard the thing say it's in-store, so I'm like, is this going to be a physical release or just an update? I've never played it, but... I might give it a go, especially if it's a physical release. Um, And then they talked about Pokemon Masters EX, which is the mobile game. I believe I might have given it a try once, but you know me. I'm not too big on mobile games, although I do like the Contra one. It's kind of cool. (laughs) Mobile games have become the... Even from, like, Angry Birds, I think that's the whole format that it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be simple, easy to pick Mm -hmm, up, and mm -hmm. not... Like, remember when they used to just example i think rayman i don't know which one was one of the rayman one of the originals and just just ported it to the console but it's like touch controls with four like you have to click buttons it doesn't work when it works with like games like that where you actually have to use a controller yeah that's why controller attachments are real good for stuff like that but the idea of a phone game being simple to pick up and play is something that i feel like is lent to the contra game it's just there's monetization 
And I feel like that monetization went from mobile to like the triple A market, but that's a whole that's a whole other conversation that has nothing to do with mm-hmm. Pokemon. <laughs> um, I think the the monetization with like Pokemon is the its main series. Like, of course, the mobile games have monetization, but there's Pokemon Home that's like a I believe it's sixteen dollars a year to to store your Pokemon, which isn't so bad, but it's just storing your Pokemon. <laughs> but yeah, that's a complaint for another day. The big things about this, I'm hesitant to say that one is bigger than the other for me because Diamond and Pearl, as we've talked about before, is my favorite Pokemon game of all time. And not just because it's good, but it it came at a time in my own life where everybody had a Nintendo DS. Everybody had a copy of Diamond and Pearl. I went to Pokemon League, everybody had a copy of Diamond and Pearl. At school, everybody had a copy of Diamond and Pearl. My sister had a copy of Diamond and Pearl. All my friends seem to have that game. So it was a great time when the idea that you could get together with a game of Pokemon and just hang out and have a good time was at its highest point, I think, because it was never like replicated again after that. But I think since the last time we've seen the Diamond and Pearl remakes, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, there's been a bit of a graphical boost. So that's one thing that immediately jumped out at me. Uh, it's very vibrant and lush now. It looks a little less stiff than it did before. And it has, looks like it has a lot of heart put into it, even though they're using chibi forms in the overworld. Did you get that? Not really. I didn't really get that. But like I said, that's <laughs> this type of stuff. I'm not really, you know, that invested into it. So, but I'm on you know, such a quest to sell you on Diamond and Pearl. It's it's a it's a lifelong quest to, to like multiple people I have that have never never played it. But what I will say is that one, I like how you can change your your clothes in this one. That's a feature from the modern Pokemon games that is important to me because I really like once you give me customization options, I'm all in. Like you know me, I'll always be tinkering around with my colors on Borderlands Three and stuff like that, or changing up hair colors in whatever game. They are bringing probably the coolest thing from Diamond and Pearl back, which is the Sinnoh Underground. Now, this was something you used your, you know, local connection on your DS4 to, like, link up your DSs and you'd all be underground. And you could, like, run around and you could go visit people's bases. Um, You could, like, dig for fossils and jewels and stuff. And it's just, like, hours of just fun and laughing around and messing with your friends and they're bringing it back, which was something I was worried about. I was like, are they going to bring it back? And they've added, like, new things to it, like areas where Pokemon will spawn depending on what statues you can have in your base. Like, you can put statues down of Pokemon. They look like unpainted miniatures from, like, a Warhammer or something. So that's awesome. That's a ton of fun. It looks like hours out of my day will be gone from that again. I hope it's got online. That'd be really cool um contests are back but now they look very dynamic instead of on you know ruby and sapphire and diamond and pearl they were like screens where your pokemon would do something a move or something they get judged on it now it looks like it's very interactive all that good stuff um otherwise it looks like it's pretty faithful of an adaptation of the original games and i i really like the art style i know some people are upset about the chibi but I I can't really complain when I have such a fond attachment to this game. 
like what what's a game you have a fond attachment like a like that fond of attachment to from from your childhood oh there, there's like a few Kong i can country. think like donkey kong country yeah i feel the same yeah. way but like just diamond and pearl comes out in 07 in america and it's just like the most perfect time for me is like the height of pokemon for me and it, just, it was weird because that's when the card game was at it's like least popular um but i don't know i just have such an attachment to this one so that's brilliant diamond and shining pearl um any thoughts on on what you, did you like what you saw because i know you've not played a pokemon game you've played red and blue right i played at just one point red. yeah Fire just red. red uh i don't know pokemon not not really my type of game it's a tur- it's a turn-based combat it's very i light. don't know it's, it, it's i like i said i was more of into Yu-Gi-Oh, so that was my thing like if it's a Yu-Gi-Oh game i'll talk about it but pokemon i was just never that into it I'm still trying to sell you on this game. <laughs> but I think what most people are probably more excited for, that I'm, like, just as excited for, honestly, is the Pokemon Legends Arceus. This is a prequel to Pokemon, uh, specifically in Diamond and Pearl, you know, context, because the Hisui area turns into the Sinnoh region. Um, what we saw on this one was... An open world where you can go out and you can actually survey the Pokemon, but the Pokemon can attack you. Like, you don't necessarily... It doesn't look like have to have a Pokemon out. But you've got this old style where the the Pokeballs are steam-powered because this is before, like, any Pokemon League or before, like, humans in Pokemon were side-by-side in tandem. But the idea that they're going to do this open world game with a few drastically different gameplay elements and mechanics is exciting i think because this is game freaks follow-up to sword and shield which many people saw as just another pokemon game um mm-hmm. you can tell that they took some cues from a final fantasy atb battle system by having like a turn order in which case oh if your lucario's speed is faster than the pokemon you're up against you can attack twice in a row um, they're introducing survey elements to make finding and collecting a Pokemon more enjoyable than I think than just going out, throwing a Pokeball, tapping A, and, you know, because that's what people do, even though it doesn't change anything <laughs> um, to catch it. <laughs> that's what I do. I'm always stuck on, like, I'll press A and then I'll hit LR, LR. I'm like, I have all kinds of tricks, but I, I, deep down, it doesn't really do anything, but whatever. Nah. Um, there's all kinds of, like, little features, like, go out and you catch him doing something or you battle him there's like checklists of things i think that's really cool and it lends itself to the open world formula a little bit better than sword and shield did where sword and shield has some open areas that are very big but ultimately it is still basic pokemon formula so this one's a little more real time or you could call it active time battle uh like final fantasy Um, There are going to be a few new Pokemon. I'm sure they haven't shown all their cards yet, but there's new forms of Breviary and Growlithe. So I'd assume there's uh, at least a new form of Arcanine. And there's new Pokemon like Basculegion, which is an evolution of a a fish Pokemon from Black and White, I think, that never got an evolution. And then Deer, an evolution of Stantler the Deer from Gold and Silver, which was the first Pokemon game I ever played. Your starters are going to be Cyndaquil, Rollit, and Oshawott. And 
honestly, it looks really good. So, so I know you're not into Pokemon, but like from what you saw on this one, is it? I mean, Badoof's in it, but did it look at mm-hmm. least interesting? Does it? Like to me, it strikes me as something that looks wildly different from any other Pokemon game I've seen. It's it's I just a uh, Pokemon is just I don't know like I don't I don't get catching every Pokemon and going everywhere it confuses me. It's 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 everything you know whatever it's an RPG or, or turn based combat. I just it's very the, that that type of genre is very niche and I only like a few amount. But Pokemon I never got. Mm. I'm it's sad. Like, yeah, it's open. <laughs> it's open world, but it still doesn't interest me. Yeah. Very few games actually have me interested. For me, it's like, this is like right under Metroid Dread. And that's just because I'm so hyped for Metroid Dread. <laughs> but yeah, Pokemon Presents, I think they finally kind of getting into these two games. They're going to come out relatively close, which is a little odd uh november and january and then they have a new ds or a new ds light a new switch light coming out with dialga and palky on it which i kind of want but uh <laughs> other than that it was pretty good showcase and very long and detailed and i'm glad that they had it because i was like where's my info on this game anyway we do have other news this week for those of us who don't like pokemon um gta what's going on with gta here uh, so everything is taken with a grain of salt. This I still don't believe it until Rockstar themselves confirm it. But mm-hmm. uh, apparently, from uh, was it Kota- uh, Kotaku? Was it Kotaku, right? Yeah. So they're a very credible source. People go to them, you know, for pretty reasonable, you know, news and leaks, you know, rumors here and there, but not really leaks, but rumors. But apparently, they're slash remaking slash remastering gta the original gta ps2 trilogy so that will yeah. be three vice city and then san andreas now did they say it was they said it was going to be like some new like it's, textures or some new graphics but not all or refresh to the ui maybe yeah it's it's not like a complete remake it's not like they took the stories and then all that and they put like gta 5 graphics it's not what's going on what it is that it's just making the visuals look better either texture wise or or you know adding more details or less color or more color things that need to have the right texture so it is one of those like uh sort of hd yeah, you know it's like sort an of, hd uh, up thing i would say it's like in the vein of spongebob but i don't think it'll be too extreme like that yeah i was gonna say it's probably not gonna be like that or destroy all humans it might just be like a res up but like certain mm-hmm. elements or textures might be changed or like the ui yes. refresh like i said um, you yeah the UI I also if it's true I can see it having the most up to par San Andreas like UI and also a gameplay style because I believe in Vice City and three free aim wasn't available like I said I I see it mm-hmm. as sort of they're they're saying this they're using the Unreal Engine instead of their yeah. uh, I think they use the Rage Engine the Rockstar have their own engine mm-hmm. so so you're thinking that they'll modernize the controls and gameplay yeah. a little bit. They have to, because my thing is, I, I believe that GTA 3 and Vice City are, are timeless classics, but there's a big but. It's just their product of their time. San Andreas, I can play to this day, no problem. It's a very good PS2 game, but it's because it had two other games to kind of test it, and then they kind of figured out where that type of trilogy should be at. Yeah, it's like a Resident Evil situation. Yeah, because think about it like this. GTA 3, you can't use a minimap because there is no minimap. Yeah. 
there there is no like map yeah there is no map to bring up and to see where you're at and where to go yeah it just it feels a lot like you know what capcom did with re2 and 3 where it's like fixed angle games aren't a thing most of the time nowadays so let's modernize this so while i don't think the gta remasters will be like such a drastic departure like making some of those adjustments will like i would count on it almost yeah it's like i said everything's a a, a rumor like i said I, i take it very lightly i don't I, I don't believe it, even though there's a lot of credible news sources saying it's happening. I still don't, like I said, until Rockstar themselves confirm it and they announce it, I, I don't believe it. Uh, Hear me out, though. Is it released as a trilogy, or are they released as separate? I believe they're trying to release it as, like, a digital, like, trilogy set. I wouldn't see the benefit of selling it individually when you could just sell it as yeah, one I mean, whole price i would like i would play i've always wanted to play vice city it's like the only gta i, I want to play but like i would play a, a remastered trilogy um it's apparently coming for switch if it comes mm-hmm. and then ps5 and uh, series x obviously but yeah i mean that's quite that's quite the news story like this potentially happening um, I think that's big yes. for a lot of people. Not the game I want Rockstar to remaster, but that's just me like itching for a Red Dead one or or a next yes. gen version of um, two. Like I said, that was Red me. Dead One remastered was was rumored for a while too, but nothing ever came of it. Yeah. Like I said, I take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. Unless Rockstar themselves say something about it, it's I would just say it's a rumor and it's not true. I could the only the only thing is that that can confirm somewhat this action is that rockstar has been taking down mods to enhance the visuals of the game I which is weird that. that it came yeah it's out of nowhere just like why would they do it and now there's a rumor that oh the reason why is because they might be wanting to re-release an you know hd versions of this game with enhanced graphics i feel like this is something we got to keep an eye on <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's the only lead you really have. You know, companies do that stuff anyways because they have to protect their products. It's in their right. They have to do what they have to do because, you know, they still sell San Andreas and like Vice City and three on like modern day consoles. They're not hard yeah, to get. Yeah, you can buy them as a PS2 the ports classic. Of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's definitely one to keep an eye out. Those are big franchises. Um, speaking of franchises that I would consider to be big, maybe not to everybody, but I, I like it. Monkey Ball. Now, we know mm-hmm. that Monkey Ball uh, Banana Mania is coming out. It's a remake of the first two games in Deluxe, I think. Um, but they're getting some pretty cool crossovers. Um, Sonic, he was in Banana Blitz HD. But it's getting Tails, too. Now, they haven't announced Knuckles, but I'm like, what are you waiting for, Sega? <laughs> They'll put the three. By default, those three will always be in any type of collab. Yeah. Um, how about Beat from Jet Set Radio? Maybe, probably. Yeah, he he's in. Why not make a new Jet Set Radio? Why can't why can't why why leave it to the? I mean, the indie devs, as we talked about last week, they're doing it. But come on, Sega. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I said, Jet Set Radio is probably just. It's like if they try to remake or redo or new Crazy Taxi. It's just a product of its time, dude. I would love a new Crazy Taxi though. Like, 
if if Sega wants to redo some of their older games, make it on a mania level scale where they would sell it as it's made by a, a team that's passionate about it. They'll sell it for twenty dollars, dude. A new Crazy Taxi Jet Set Radio would be amazing, I think, for people. I was gonna say, even though it would be nice to have a new Jet Set Radio, if they're not, my thing is, if they're not gonna make a new one, they should do like Destroy Humans or SpongeBob, just re-release it, remake it. At least yeah. give us that. Well, now hear me out. Alright. Kiryu, main character of the Yakuza series. What if he was in Monkey Ball? That would be weird, but not out of place. Well, he's in. <laughs> he's in Monkey Ball? <laughs> he just got announced for for uh, the new Monkey Ball. So they're they're putting in some heavy hitters from the Sega catalog in the, in this game. I'm, I'm like wondering who's next. I'm like Shadow, Amy, or like Billy Hatcher if you want to go deep cuts. Maybe Knights if you want to get into the, the Saturn era. I, I heard or I read it on an article that it's like this is the Fortnite of Monkey Ball or something. I'm like, yeah, they're bringing in all these characters. <laughs> oh, dude, boy. how could I not want to play as Kazuma Kiryu from Yakuza instead of literally anybody else? I'm like, that's way too cool. I'm, I'm excited for this cool. game. Oh man, what was? See now, I'm, I'm I'm so confused right now. Was there a tennis style? Sega game that was released like during like the first ever like Xbox 360 2006 era. Am I tripping or there's Sega Superstars Tennis, but is it like PS3? I think, right? No, it was an Xbox 360 game. It came with oh, like a 360, the Xbox 360 so sure, arcade. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure that exists. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so overall, Monkey Ball is gonna be great. Um, tough series, but like they've added some QOL stuff in this that'll make it a little more accessible to people who haven't played Monkey Ball or to who just want to have a great time. Last thing we got for news this week is a, a little thing from Fall Guys. A golden costume that everybody can get. The golden hot dog in the Glizzy Gang event. It's apparently going to go for 48 hours. They haven't revealed the challenges yet, but I'm ready, Robert. When is I, it? When is I it? I think it's this coming weekend so right after this podcast goes up i believe the next day in unless they so at least it's 48 hours so that's a good amount of time yeah um i'm ready <laughs> i need this yeah i i think we're ready i mean yeah. we plat the game we've won some in, insane like wins here and there so i think we're ready yeah i got 60 something crowns actually i've got 59 now because i bought the whatever was in the shop the other the palm tree the placid palm tree but oh the palm tree yeah yeah the golden hot dog i've gotta have it i need it <laughs> anyway i do have one one last little thing here we ought to talk about all right what we got well it's our nintendo direct rumor and that's sponsored of course by robert's game tip of the week this week's tip is for a little classic ds game from 2011 called aliens infestation classic so what's our tip all right so robert's game tip of the week the tip of the week is never put a metal fork in a toaster if your toast gets stuck just unplug it and try to take it out manually i i think that's very sound advice especially for aliens infestation like you don't want to get electrocuted (laughs) yeah so yeah uh, that's Robert's game tip of the week. Hopefully that helps you with the game. Yeah, and just to add on to that, most toasters have a little, or all toasters, I believe, should have a little thing you can pull out the bottom plate to clean it. 
Don't go putting your hand you, in the toaster. <laughs> don't put your hand in the toaster while it's plugged in the wall. That's the yeah. tip of the week. And our direct rumors for a Switch game called Thundercats Next. Thunder. 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 Thundercats. Oh, it's a brand new open world game starring none other than the Thundercats on a massive scale. Third Earth, a world full of dangers around every corner is attacked by Mumra. And for the first time ever, play as all your favorites across a vast world teeming with exciting combat, daring missions, and menacing enemies. Go sight beyond sight as Lionel, our main hero, whose strength and agility makes him the perfect close-range fighter. Head into battle, sword first, as you level up and unlock new moves, combos, and modifiers to be the best Lionel you can be. Panthrol uses blasters so technologically advanced you'd think we're on 4th Earth in the game's wild-ranged combat. Approach enemies with blaster pistols or take them out from afar with sniper attachments. Customize your reticle and give the ancient spirits of evil the what for. Let's not forget Jatara. If you want true speed, move around at a sonic pace and stop just out of enemies' attack range to whack them good with Chitara's staff. It's the ultimate zoning weapon, and I ain't talking about fighting games. A wink wink. Tigra uses his whip to pull enemies from a distance and pummel them with vicious melee strikes. Wily Kit and Wily Cat, not to be confused with Dr. Wily from 20XX, ride on their hoverboards and use them as weapons to combo into stylish moves that grow more outlandish and powerful as they level up. And how can we forget about our boy Snarf and his psychic abilities that are brand new? He'll use them to create platforms and lock them in with stasis so that he can dive from above to conquer Mumra's evil forces. Play as any character at any time. Embark in an open world quest however you want. Customize your abilities, your cosmetics, and more. Take wild vehicles across land, sea, and sky and tackle ferocious foes in all locations. Save Third Earth from extinction. Sword of Omens, give us sight beyond sight when Thundercats Next arrives on a Nintendo Switch near you. Snarf, snarf, snarf. I want this game, Robert. I really do. I mean, you like Thundercats. Uh, I do like that. So I want to see why you wouldn't get it. So to have an open world game of of this scale, it's apparently a huge scale, um, where you ca- where you're not like forced to play as a different character, you can choose to if you want to like if you want to. I like that. I like the idea mm-hmm. that you can have a different type of character in a game of this scale and play as them whenever you want. It's exciting to me. How I, I've never okay. I've never seen Thundercats. You're going to have to explain to me how many characters you think would be in this game. From just the initial idea. Well, we got Lino, Chitara, uh-huh. Tigra, uh-huh. Panthro, Wily Kit and Cat, and Snarf. So we're looking at at least seven, but I wouldn't be surprised if they would add maybe the the Burbles. These, the Burbles are like these little robot bear things. Like maybe there's... Like maybe they've hypothetically they make a giant mech suit that's a giant bear like maybe something like that could be possible or maybe some of mumra's forces would like turn to a good guy somewhere down the line or maybe they'd even let you play as mumra himself the the big villain of thundercats what's up with this snarf thing well he's like a little well i guess they're all cats but he's like a little talking mascot he's like green badoof our talking mascot green badoof um okay Except his name is Snarf, and people give Snarf a hard time. And in the Thundercats reboot from 2011, he didn't talk. But I'm endeared to old classic Snarf. He's like, oh, don't mess with old Snarf. Old Snarf knows what's up. Stuff like that. (laughs) 
I haven't seen too much of Thundercats myself, but I I started watching it um, last year, I think. But I just know it from the cultural, like, Robot Chicken, basically, is where most of my Thundercats knowledge started from. When was the last time we've had a Thundercats game? I don't believe we've ever had a Thundercats game. So it's, it's... Think it's about time yeah i do think it's about time and i know we don't have imagery to go along with this but i'm thinking like this could be like a say a breath like it's on the switch so like a breath of the wild uh looking type game like the cg may might be the same it might have that like cell shaded look to it I'm, I'm like some of these rumors just i just i'm crossing my fingers for this one and then make another masters of the universe game sega <laughs> Sega. It's always Sega, the Sega. Sega. Yeah, well they, they they need to remaster Shadow of the Hedgehog. Anyway, we've we've spent enough time on the rumor. I'm looking forward to Thundercats next, but we gotta talk about Back for Blood. Oh, you're really gonna talk talk about Back for Blood? We are gonna talk about Back for Blood. Okay. Uh, Alright, here we go. Go ahead, Robert. Tell us about Back for Blood. <laughs> Alright, so Last week, when we were talking about if you're not going to make it, this is a game, you know, we're going to make it. We yeah. were so confused on what game it was. And then we f- eventually remembered and found out, oh, we're talking about Back for Blood because yeah. it's the whole four-player horde mode, you know, PvE, you know, Left 4 Dead 4 type of game. Sure. I've, I I've been, I miss Left 4 Dead so much because it was such a fun game at the time, you know, the characters, the type of game it was. Uh, so I always thought, well, what would a modern day one look like? Like, what would they add? What would they do? What would they change? You know, how would they, you know, just all stuff like that. The, genre, the zombie genres kind of come and go, you know, it had its fad in the early 2010s. Yeah. Kind of faded out, still kind of here, but we sort of got, I don't want to say it is the wish that we got, but it's sort of like, if like, you know when you those stories of genies granting a wish was really not what you wanted. It's it's a monkey's paw wish. That's what it is. Yeah, that's when the wish is there, but it's not what you it's not what you hope. I think for people. <laughs> yes. Where do we even start? Well, remember when this got announced? I just said it didn't yes. do much for me. I said it looked like I said. I, it's like I, I thought anything was like that interesting but I was like oh it is kind of interesting it's not like i would it was one of those where i wanted to play the demo before i would even think about purchasing it yeah but for me i was like i was pretty blunt about it i was pretty like like you with pokemon <laughs> i was like no this is not but look a free beta i'll try a free beta i said as much when i when i messaged you about it i said look i'm not gonna buy it but let's let's have some fun with this beta <laughs> yeah because it was what I wanted. It was like, okay, I can actually try the game before it even comes out. And now I'm just like crossing my fingers over here that the Aliens Fire Team Elite is 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 more of it's a better like, game. The pure experience. So I will say immediately in Back for Blood beta, I don't like the movement. Something just felt yes, weird agree. about the movement to agree. me. Um it, it felt it's stiff. a nice 60 frames but something about it's not that it feels stiff i mean it feels like it feels weightless almost to me if it, it feels stiff it feels weightless like it's like it's both of those things at the same time yeah. i felt it it felt very stiff yeah. but it also felt weightless at the same time it's really once you play and, all right so let's start off the all right let's just start from the before hmm. we even get to that you you load up the game and yeah. then you have to pick characters right characters the beginning you're like okay they're you know they're kind of whatever they're just you know it's there's some like 
two lot characters that I would want to see also to be playable as well to see maybe how it is. But, you know, you get your characters. And then you are in this weird, like... It's like a hub world. Interactive hub. Yeah, and I don't like those. I don't like interactive hub worlds. Not in a game like this especially. They're so, like, wonky and messy, and it's just like you got to go here, there. You're missing this little thing that's on this little table. It's just so much... Of this, and then right from the get go, it tells you pick a card. And yeah, this it says is where make a deck. I'm know. like, what? <laughs> yeah, we, this is where the the trouble starts. But we didn't know. I was like, oh, maybe it's just like a one time deal. Like, just pick whatever card. So I was like, okay, one that makes me regen health faster or whatever, or whatever. Just stamina more, whatever. And then it was this whole confusing process of I have to talk to this table and that table, then blah 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 blah. It's like you know what would have been easier if there was an actual just like menu like the Left 4 Dead series that you just click on, do that, you're done. And talking about having to not only play with each other, but just even finding a game. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure that there's technical issues in the beta. We we can't ignore the fact that there's probably network and technical issues. That's why they have a beta. But like, we couldn't find a match. We couldn't invite each other to a match when we played it. Um, I'm surprised we finally got it in. Like what? Like one level in for both of us. As one of us sent an yeah. invite over. Um, but we didn't get hardly anybody for the whole, what, two hours? Two hours. It took me trying to find a first match, and then realizing the game does not allow you to maybe... At first, it seemed like it wouldn't allow me to play without three other people. So I was like, is this game not, like, bots only? But then eventually if we found out that, no, no, there are bots. But it just pushes this agenda that it, it wants to find, like, three. So you're kind of held back on this agenda. It, it wants to find three other people, and it'll There's make no you offline. wait a certain amount of time. Yeah, it, like, it makes you want to wait, and it'll, like, make you wait for so long. Just be like, okay, we couldn't find nobody. So here, here's bots. So it's like, you couldn't just put bots from the get-go and yeah. then make me choose if I wanted to wait. And if I didn't want to wait, people can just join whenever they want, you know, because... They can, that's happened. Like, I've had games where people can just join in whenever they want. Yeah. This is drop in, drop out, but like the beta, we weren't getting any, but we got maybe two people across the whole time we were playing and they dropped relatively quickly. Um, yes. That's excusable, but like everything else in the gameplay was not, it's not that it wasn't clicking with me as a as a game you play it's just that it was very dull to me like the like yes. i said my favorite part was the trigger the adaptive triggers like shaking <laughs> i'm like that shouldn't be my favorite part talk about your default weapon either you have a, a melee like machete bat whatever like you just have a default melee infinite weapon or you have a pistol and then left i'm gonna compare it to left because this is what they're kind of comparing it well, to sure. that's what they're trying to say it's an homage to there's for me i'm letting it right here right now there's no way you cannot compare it to that game i mean it's got four in the name i think that's what they were going for anyway yeah it, it, it's one of those where you cannot like if it was like something where they're trying not to okay yeah i can see why you wouldn't want to compare it, but they're just trying so much where it is a spiritual sequel but back to the argument is that once you pick up a pistol the pistol's no longer infinite like how it was in Left 4 Dead. It, it has a like a, a ammo capacity, so that's kind of weird because what if you run out of ammo and then all you have is just a melee weapon? Oh, yeah, like it's infinite, but you have a stamina bar, and you can run out of stamina, and so you can just get, be overwhelmed with the horde of zombies and just lose. It just Pretty seems easy. like it's taking all of the stressful things from a survival zombie-type game. Like some of the stressful stuff from Days Gone. 
and it's adding him to yes. a game that should be an arcadey experience. It's throwing in card systems that seem to be as convoluted, maybe at least uh, to me, it's... as something in Battlefront Two. <laughs> yes, that, that's what I was going to compare it to as well. <laughs> as we were talking about that, the card system that it it, it just forces it upon you. It just, it doesn't give the option not to have it or take it away. It's just like no, because once you beat a level and proceed to the next part you have to pick a card and then if you don't you just have to wait on that whole menu for like five minutes until time runs out and then you're able to just you know move forward you have to pick a card and you have to arrange it and you have to do this and do that and it's just like a force this thing that's forced upon you that i don't think should have been in the game it's trying like i said the main complaint we had with back for blood not only me but i've had a discussion with a friend is that it it tried to put so much things that modern days like modern day exactly. uh, games have but in the wrong spots in completely wrong like direction people want a pure experience i think people people yes. might go into this expecting the pure baseline experience that a left for dead was but mm-hmm. they're getting so much thrown at them so many like if I remember correctly, the weapons and upgrades are classified as like common, uncommon, rare, right? In this, yes. Oh, like that is, oh, is this that Borderlands? So... Am I playing Borderlands because I'd have yeah, more fun like, doing this a, in Borderlands rare... because that's what type yeah, of game it's... it is. <laughs> I just, I just can't with that. That's so dumb. Why would you put a rarity value on a weapon? Because now here's the thing: you're like, well, just you know, find a legendary and you're good to go. You can't have a preset, you know. uh a preset weapon like loadout you just go in there you know as you know plain and simple just a default melee weapon or whatever you picked and that's it yeah um i've had this happen to me every time this has happened i'll pick up let's say a, a rare you know decent you know assault rifle and then i take it you know with me doing you know the gameplay get to a safe place and then i buy upgrades for it i buy a stock you know uh Iron sight, whatever you want to add, attach with better magazine capability as reload or you know more ammo, all this stuff to make it a better weapon. But in Left for Dead, it didn't have it. It was just simple pick up a weapon and then it has a certain amount of ammo. But the good part about that is that if you ran out of ammo, you could just drop that weapon you no longer need and just pick up another random weapon that's pretty plentiful like around the map, or just use like I said your infinity uh, infinite pistol yeah. with you know infinite ammo and just wait until you find an ammo box. Yeah. And with this, I've had it so many times where I have a weapon that has all the upgrades, but I'm forced to leave it because there's no ammo and that I need to, you know, proceed forward. And then I was like, I just need to pick up this weapon. There's no way I can just like not play the rest of this match without it. Yeah. And look, going back to the cards, maybe there's a mode in the full game where you don't have to use the cards. Maybe. I don't know anything about any of the other modes. But even without the cards, it's the gameplay that's that's really the mm-hmm. drawing point of a game like this and it's not working at least for me and yeah yeah it's just like the gameplay the upgrade system the shop system the general gameplay of just shooting zombies is not satisfying to the at, at all mm-hmm. to me in this one yeah it's very zombies it's weightless it's funny because the zombies feel more plain than they do in in left for dead and that's saying a lot that game came out in what 2008 2009 it's a very it's an old game it came out when steam was very early on in making its games yeah that's when they're i think they're in their like golden age like portal and team fortress and effort and all that but another complaint that i have the reason why i say it's stiff as well is because when you jump around or climb or just do anything it feels stiff it feels like your character doesn't move a lot of their body they're just kind of 
running or doing about but when you jump it just feels stiff but also same time weightless yeah or how about when you're opening up a box the amount of time you have to hold your action button down like i get that games Mm -hmm. do that type of thing to create tension but like it's more of a nuisance it felt like to me yes I know it sounds like we're we're hating on this, but like I feel like these are legitimate it was a, complaints. These from are legitimate Mega. complaints because <laughs> now here's the thing: Left for Dead. When you got into an ammo pile, you just hold square, and it gave you the ammo that you needed. You didn't need to buy or find the right ammo that you need. Just whatever weapon you have, just hold square, and you you have all, or X, you know, Xbox 360. Yeah. Just pick up whatever, and you got you know all the ammo you need. In this game, you have to find your ammo for your weapon. You can't just and you have to be looking at it too. You can't just press a button. You have to actually be looking at the the ammo pickup. You have to be looking at it, pick it up, and then you have to equip it. But it doesn't give it even a good amount. Another example is a weapon that I've always liked and enjoyed in games, like especially because I think Doom made it popular. Is a double barrel shotgun. Mm -hmm. Red Dead Redemption. I always have it. Doom. I love it when I see it. And Borderlands Three is one of my favorite weapons. Is the Doom looking double barrel shotgun it's amazing my problem with the double barrel in this game is that you can tell how i will say that this just feels like a detail that could have been added and they just either ignored it or don't care about it is that in real life a double barrel has two triggers one for one side one for the others and the reason why i say this is a problem because in back for blood you just use both rounds and you just reload which kind of gives that illusion away that it's a double barrel just seems like it's a a one chamber shotgun but also you're wasting more ammo i i went through so much ammo with that shotgun and i'm like i have no other ammo to find or buy yeah it's the ammo the point is that the ammo you go through is so quick and you have to change your weapon so why would they have a system of cards and and you having to buy attachments to this weapon and that weapon when you're more likely to just leave that weapon and just find a new one yeah it's like, when are you fighting zombies if you're spending all your time doing all this stuff and the missions seem to not be as f- smooth flowing as as you'd have thought, at least from the first trailer. But ultimately, like, you know, we played it for two hours and you and me at least did not finish all eight acts or whatever because mm-hmm. i was so just i was so done with it by the yeah. sixth one that i was just like dude i gotta stop like i was <laughs> i was hot because it was hot and i was just <laughs> like man i was like i miss borderlands let me go <laughs> it's, grind some challenge cards <laughs> it's it's also think about this too the locations were also very boring it was very boring it's it was the it was just it like it felt the like we were just playing zombie army four in first person but honestly, with less of a story that's what it was honestly that's what it felt like but that was a zombie army is a double a this is a triple a mm-hmm. and this is a big 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 game <laughs> the i'll i'll say this like I said, the, 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 the idea of it being a Left 4 Dead game is there. I played it, I was like, yeah, it does feel like a Left 4 Dead, but it just feels like in the wrong direction, the way to progress it. The card system, the ammo system, the legendary system with weapons, and this and that, attachments. Da, 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 all this just unnecessary things when they could have made it a simple game, but in the right way. It's not simple in a boring way, but it's simple in a right way. It, like, you know, the ammo and then the attachments and weapons. Even the yeah. characters just felt... I didn't really like them. Like, Left 4 Dead 2 is probably one of my favorite cast of, like, game characters. You get, like, yeah. they're all, I, be- I think they're all from, like, Florida, it seems that way. Though. At least from the South. Yeah. 
And they're all just like characters you wouldn't imagine in any other type of game or movie. It's just like they would never interact with one another. But since it's the apocalypse, they have no choice but to trust one another because they're like couple of humans that are left alive. But yeah, uh, Left for Dead, uh, not Left for Dead, but Back for Blood. In my final, in my final take on it, if this was a ten dollar game or a free plus game. I would pick it up and maybe occasionally play it here and there. But this for me is not a $60 purchase. It's not even like I said a $30 purchase. This is a $10 purchase or a free plus game for me. I probably won't pick this one up. And for me, I took that $10 and I bought a copy of Cyberpunk at Best Buy cuz they for had $10. it for $10 and it's getting a free free PS5 update. <laughs> Uh, I still yeah. gotta go pick that up, but it's <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did not enjoy Back for Blood. I don't. I don't get the impression that you did either. <laughs> no, I I pretty much did not enjoy. It. Like I said, they it went all modern day gameplay for the wrong reasons and the wrong yeah. way. It could have been a more interesting setting because maybe the first one takes place on the West Coast, or it seemed like for me it was more like New York, like Upper East Coast. So maybe yeah. this one could have been more Western, you know. Yeah, your, your zombie shooting game yeah. should not be about oh I got a rare weapon. It should yes. be about oh <laughs> look at how many zombies I took down with this outrageous baseball, maybe bat, like chainsaw. conglomeration. Yeah. yeah, a bunch of different wild combinations take, of things. That's a good zombie game. <laughs> take Doom, literally take Doom. The way the weapons work, like it just out, just weird. Not I don't know. It's just like. You take Doom, right? Doom Eternal is a new game. People would think like yeah. the Doom franchise would not have worked modern day, but they made it work. They did. Like they made it work modern day type of game, but yeah. it didn't lose its identity of being a Doom. I feel like that's what they could have done with Back for Blood, but they didn't. And hear me out, they're doing that single player horde mode on Doom Eternal. Now it's not co op, I don't think. I mm. think it's just single player, but they're doing it and I'm excited to see its take on that type of genre. Because the, the gameplay in Doom Eternal is top class and more first-person shooters should take that example and, and yeah. run with it. It's it's end of the day. It's not for me. It's not for you. If you're for it, more power to you. If you enjoy it, more power to you. Yeah, if you get enjoy it, it if there's nothing it. wrong with that. But if our opinion maybe sways someone to not get it, then it's probably for the better because they were already on the fence about it. But if you're dedicated to playing this game and you genuinely enjoyed it, honestly, I'm happy for you and I'm, you know, good for you. You're enjoying something I couldn't find any enjoyment in, but that's just it. Yeah. It's just and not it for happens. me. Yeah, it happens. There's a, like I said, you love Pokemon and there's probably millions of people who love Pokemon, but it's just not for me. But I don't tell anyone who plays it that it's they're wrong and it's their fault and this and that it's just not for me this is what my experience was and that's the whole point it's my experience and maybe how i feel about it yeah but totally understandable the, yeah end of the day i didn't enjoy it uh anything that like i said everything just made it seem like i said weightless but also too stiff it made it feel like a looter shooter when it's not it's too much of a kitchen sink thing they're like, let's yes. throw this in, let's throw that in, let's throw this in, let's throw that in. And you're losing the game, in my opinion. Yeah, you've, it's... You've, you're, it's not what you'd expect from the first trailer to Back for Blood. The zombies seem to be a little bit more, like, stronger, too, because it takes seem like a good amount of, like... Also, talk about the... Or, the main thing, in Left 4 Dead, every time you went to a safe house, you would have an automatically healing, like, first aid, like, kit there. 
This yeah, doesn't happen. Th- you have there's to one buy in the shop, it. right? Yeah, you have to. But buy you have to it. buy it. It doesn't give you one by default. And during the entire gameplay that we did, it seemed like there was very little like healing options out there. But in Left 4 Dead, it seems like there's always at least some med kit somewhere around the map that you can find and heal yourself if you're running low. Or your friendly AI team will come and heal you if they have one on them. Yeah. You can't move when you're down either. So that mm-hmm. feels like something ar- a little more archaic. And some of the time limits for the time limit part are were very strict, I think. I don't know. This feels like a game that's going to need some patches. Like, yeah. I have no doubt that this will have a lot of patches. I mean, Warner Brothers games, they're good about supporting their games. Um, so, I mean, maybe things will get ironed out for people right now. But as as the, as the beta as a whole, as the product, Back for Blood, I- I'm going to pass on Back for Blood. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pass. It's like how maybe they can do a No Man's Sky where they completely change the game and it is what it's always meant to be. And, you know. Yeah. But at this you moment, never know. yeah, I'm most likely pass. I'm very likely passing this one up. Like I said, unless it's yeah. like for ten bucks, and I know like three other of my friends that have it are gonna get it, and then uh, it's a plus game. That's probably the only way I'll probably realistically get it. But other than that, it didn't interest me that much. So that's back for blood. You probably won't hear much about it uh, <laughs> from us. But real quick. There were a few things we were going to touch on this week, but the I think the Back for Blood was the main thing, so I'll, I'll save a few things for last week. Before we wrap it up today, I did want to really quickly mention that the Black Panther War for Wakanda expansion launched for Avengers. Mm-hmm. That's a game that uh, we've been talking on, about on this podcast for a year now because this is our 52nd episode. We've been talking about it. It was the very first thing <laughs> that we said in an episode was talking about the Avengers game. Um... This expansion, I completed the story content of it. I will probably save a a bigger discussion about it for next week. I will say that Black Panther is voiced very amazingly by Christopher Judge, uh, who, of course, is Kratos in God of War 2018. This was a news story a couple weeks back that we forgot to touch on. So I will uh, say that that's a very good voice performance for him. Black Panther Mm -hmm. is by far the most fun character in that game to play (laughs) as close range quick melee combat strikes it's a good time um the story went some places i wasn't expecting it to go um like in a good way uh boss fights you know me and boss fights uh yeah. especially in avengers i'm not i'm not big on the boss fights boss fights usually mess with the gameplay <laughs> you dislike tropical freeze because of their boss fights because if you don't pass it the first time you have to restart all the way so i know how you feel about boss fights well, I only dislike the boss fights in Tropical Freeze. Yeah, like yeah, the but game is everything a whole else is, fun, is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's only the boss fights. Like, you you dislike boss fights so much of that game. It, that's the only negative you can really say about it. That's a big part of it. And it's almost the same thing with Avengers. Like, sure, there's a few things I don't like here and there. I'll I'll talk about it next week. But there's a few new mechanics in the Black Panther expansion for some brand new enemies called Sonic enemies. We'll talk about that. But it's Johnny. it's not great, and I it will be it will be patched. Um, I'm sure because it does something to your screen that I don't like. Um, I do like that they added spider enemies, but I like it because they added an arachnophobia warning and I'm all for that being like there for people who don't like spiders. Uh, so that's cool. But overall, like a discussion about this DLC will come, especially as I get into developing black Panther, leveling him up. But man, I gotta say he's fun. (laughs) 
Yeah. It's uh, a perfect time to go watch the new What If, because it's about him and Chadwick Boseman is doing the voice, so, man, <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, uh, there, there's a couple things we, I mean, there's a new, they added two new Street Fighter characters, but just, yeah. like, we've we had, have played, yeah, we're have for you We're next gonna, week. yeah. We'll we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll play with them a little bit more, and you know, really feel about it. Couple initial, you know, maybe takes is that really good damage, maybe a little bit less health, but that's our initial take on them right now. Yeah, and of course, Godfall DLC, Battle for the Grid, Picross S, Sega. I finally got. Maybe I'll talk about that for like a minute next week. But I think our main thing this week was Back for Blood because man, we we were playing it. We just had so many thoughts. I'm like, dude, that's what that's it's gonna take over the episode. <laughs> I guess also. With my friend, our final take upon it, this is what we'll say, is that sometimes as as game developers or companies, you don't need to take whatever the trend is. Sometimes yeah. adding a card system or, or, or a rarity system or let, sometimes it's not needed. You just need to make a fun game that doesn't have to involve whatever the trend set is of the generation or whatever is popular. Sometimes you can just make a game that's fun, that's not all trendy or whatever. And yeah. that's just kind of like the take Usually on Usually the best games are the ones that are fun and not trendy. And look, if you want a card game, you could play Yu-Gi-Oh! on the Switch or you could get Monster Train. It's out, I think, by the time this podcast goes up if you want a yeah. roguelike. So there's plenty of card games that are meant to be card games out there. Or hey, Clubhouse Games has some card games on it. That's a great Switch game. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that I think that should but be our final input on everything uh, on there anyway would you say we've gone and done another episode yeah that should wrap up this week's episode all right this is the 52nd episode guys so as usual we'd like to thank you so much for listening please check out our twitter at markers on the map follow the gaming adventure um we'll post and you can get links to episodes and sometimes i'll post pictures about like cool cartoons and stuff so it happens uh listen to us on apple Podcasts. please leave a rating review subscribe download an episode every bit helps um but if you don't like apple we're on google Podcasts, spotify and podbean and i i guess there's not much left to say besides what we always say the real alien syndrome was the friends we made along the way so we'll see you next time bye later <laughs>